welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me this evening, we got a we got a great guest. Micah Dank is going to tell us about astrotheology in the Bible. How's it going, buddy? It's going, man. How you doing? Where are you located? Oh, I'm actually just outside Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the, the good old red stick. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So I, you got this whole... Uh, presentation thing going on hopefully you got our uh, faces out of the way while everyone's looking at it so all right the floor is yours sir all right so this is astrotheology in the bible and what it basically is is the mythology of the zodiac and how <clears throat> it uh is involved with things like decoding the bible for example and um i would say to your listeners is that you're probably going to want to watch this because there's a lot of visuals um <laughs> So basically, if I were to ask you what the oldest writings on Earth would be, what would you say? Um, I would have to take a stab, but I would have to say uh, probably cave paintings or uh, rock carvings. Yes, that would be it. So oh, okay, yeah. Very, very specifically. So the Lascaux Caves are about 40,000 years old. And there are these caves that they found. Well, the caves are older than that. But what they found in the caves is 40,000 years old. And the caves themselves are in France, in Lascaux. That's why it's called the Lascaux Caves. Right. They had a bunch of people that went in and they went and then, then deep into the caves at the back of the wall, they saw things like this. Okay. They saw um, the bulls above, the many faces. Oh, okay. Yeah. The many faces of the lions and the horse. And in astrology, the bull is Taurus, the lion is Leo, and the horse is Sagittarius. The interesting thing is, is when they carbon dated the wall, they found that it was about 40,000 years plus or minus 5,000 years. But what they did was they brought in an astronomer who, uh, with the computer program, basically rewound the sky back and uh, to 40,000 years ago to what it would look like. And lo and behold, when they superimposed what they found on the caves, all these matched up to the constellations. So they've known about the Zodiac for 40,000 years. It's not a new thing. Yeah. And I think that was uh, mainly just the uh, kind of like the stars in alignment that they would see on the horizon, because uh, I think there was like some speculation that the Sphinx may have been a lion at some point. It was a it, lion. Yeah. And, and it, it, it based the constellation Leo 12,000 years ago, which is when it was built. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they found these caves and there's, there's some questions in astrology. There's some questions in the Bible that don't really make sense that we can explain. <laughs> Some of them I mean, are like, the, Bi the Bible doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why is his birth date celebrated on December 25th? Right. All this is astrology. Okay. If we go into Genesis 1:14, it says, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And that's what the Bible basically is. is it's a big encoded um, farmer's almanac, an astrology book. Uh, and I'm going to show you how that works. I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, but first, what we have to do is we have to go through the 12 zodiac signs. Okay. Okay. So I start in Aquarius. And the first sign that I talk about is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. As you can clearly see on the right, this is what the constellation Aquarius looks like. It's a man pouring water out of the water pitcher. Right. And so whenever you hear words like baptism, because that's how you baptize someone, is you pour water out of a water pitcher onto them. Um, when you hear baptism or John the Baptist or something like a spring or a fountain, for example, those are key words that know you're talking about Aquarius. 
Then Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. <clears throat> then Aries is the ram. Okay. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12 hour day, 12 hour night. It's also the Passover. So the Jewish people celebrate the Passover as God passing over Egypt and killing the firstborn children uh, of Egypt as the 10th plague. But in astrology, the Passover literally means the passing over of the sun over the equator, which happens on March 21st. Right. On the spring equinox. Okay. And in Christianity, the passing over is changed and called the resurrection of God's son because you have Easter in Aries as well. You have Passover and Easter both in Aries. There's a reason for that. Uh, it's also why the Jews smear the lamb's blood on the door because they're the people of Aries. The, it's the ram. Uh, the Jewish people also blow the ram's horn to the sky because they were the people of Aries. We're in the right. Aquarius now, but they <clears throat> they came about, <clears throat> they were the people of Aries. So then Taurus is the bull. And when you look in the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seeds so that you can harvest in Virgo and Libra, which I'll get back to. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the Greek story of Achilles. Then Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. So what you have to realize, what the sun does is it, starting on December 25th, it rises a degree on its axis. And then it, the next day it'll rise an additional degree. And then the next day it'll rise an additional degree, thus getting warmer and warmer and warmer. Right. It rises a degree every single day until it hits June 21st. That's a tight. That's the summer solstice. That's the longest day of the year. Yeah. And for three consecutive days after that, it stays at that height. Okay. And then on December, I'm sorry, on June 25th, it drops a degree. And then it continues to drop a degree every single day. Okay. Until it hits December 21st. That was the lowest that the sun rises. It doesn't even rise at all, basically, mm -hmm. on that day. And they used to say, the ancients used to say that the sun was dead. And then just like in June for three days, it stays at that level. So obviously the sun, God's sun was dead for three days. Right. Okay. And then what happens is it rises again, December 25th. That's why all the ancient gods were born on December 25th, because the sun has come back to life. Then Leo is the king, the lion, the king of the jungle. So Leo being the king, the ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. Right. Okay, so when they're talking about uh, the kingdom of heaven on earth uh, or things of that nature, they're talking about the sun in Leo because it's in its rightful home. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. And remember when we said you plant in Taurus, right? That's when you plant in Taurus, you put the plow in the bowl. Yeah, so the now you're harvesting. Yeah, this is when you harvest. This is harvest season. The virgins would go out and cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. Because what happens is you plant in Taurus and then it grows and it grows and it grows. And finally, the wheat is chafed in Virgo. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. The reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jewish people always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. So whenever you hear the words like judgment, judging, law, tax, things that involve that kind of stuff. Right. You're talking about Libra. Whenever you're talking about uh, Libra is also wine season. If you've ever been to a vineyard in uh, in Libra in September, October, they're they're flush, they're full. Yeah. Uh, so basically, that's when you press the wine. Okay. So whenever you hear like grapevine or vine or vineyard or or wine or thorn yeah. bushes or things of that nature, you're talking about Libra. 
Uh, Libra is also olive season. So whenever you hear Jesus went to the Mount of Olives or olives, they're talking about the oil. Yeah. They're talking about Libra. So you have a lot of things in Libra. Okay. Uh, incidentally, in Virgo, that's the bread and Libra is the wine. That's the bread and the wine. Those are the symbols of Christianity. So then Scorpio is the scorpion and he is the betrayer. And the reason he's the betrayer is because when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. So if a scorpion bit you and you pulled it off, you would look down and it looked like something kissed you, but it's full of poison. That's why that's the betrayal. Okay. And it's why Jesus is betrayed by Judas with a kiss because Judas represents Scorpio and Jesus represents the sun. So the sun is judged in Libra and betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. Uh, in the Bible, it's translated as a spear going into the side of God's son. We won't really get into that. But basically, Sagittarius is December 21st. Uh, yeah. that, that's the, the winter solstice. That's the day of death. So whenever you're talking about somebody dying in the Bible, it always happens in Sagittarius metaphorically because during the year, that's the death. December 25th is the birth. December 21st is the death. Makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. Right. And then Capricorn is final because the zodiac wheel, Capricorn's at the bottom. So if you picture the sun walking along the zodiac wheel, rising a degree a day, uh, it starts to climb up the mountain, <laughs> much like the goats do a very good job at climbing the mountain. They can climb almost vertically. And that's basically what the sun does. Okay. So yep. those are the 12 signs. Do you have any, do you have any questions or any comments or? Uh, no, I'm a cancer. So it's always good to see where that came from. And uh <laughs> And uh, I'm also very interested in uh, ancient Babylonian stuff. So um, when you're talking about, you know, time of the harvest and uh, got the virgins out there, uh, ancient Babylon, they had a uh, beer goddess and only the uh, the virginal were able to brew the beer. So it's, it kind of hit home with that as well. So I just yeah, absolutely. thought that was interest, interesting. And yeah. um, have you read the Enuma Elish? Uh, I've read some like cliff notes versions of it. Uh, a lot of it, like very scholarly, like you have to go to a university website and they, maybe a professor has posted their notes on it and stuff like that. So uh, not in depth. Gotcha. Okay. So basically now we know what to look for or, or the key words for everything. Yeah. And we've already established that Jesus is the son, S-U-N, not the S-O-N of God, but the son. It's a metaphor. Right. Okay. And why we worship him on Sunday. and Exactly. Yeah. So. In, when the sun is in Capricorn, Jesus is known as the scapegoat, scapegoat of Israel, Capricorn, the goat. Yeah. When the sun is in Aquarius, he's called the son of man. When it's in Pisces, he's known as the fisherman of men. And it's also known as Pisces is the two fish. It's why he feeds the masses with two fish. Yeah. Okay. He's known you can see his uh, ichthus on every car in, in America. So. Yeah. 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 Well, that is basically the Jesus fish. That's the center of the vesica Pisces. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what that is. Um, he's the Lamb of God or the Ram in Aries. He's the Lion of Judah, also known as Leo, the Lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo. He's born of a virgin and he's called the Bread of Life. Yeah. Leave with the Scales of Justice. He's known as the Just One. He's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius, and it's also why he's worshipped on the Sunday, as you mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's all just coincidence, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Now, look at this picture of Jesus on the left. Okay, as you can see, there's four things that I'm going to point out. The sun behind his head, his yeah. two fingers up, 
the heart and the crown of thorns around it outside the body. The heart is always outside the body in these pictures. Yeah. Also this white Jesus face. Okay. Yeah. The sun very is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun. If you look at ancient pictures of Horus, who is also the sun God. Yeah. The sun God. You know, you'd yeah. look at the sky and you'd say, where is Horus? We changed it nowadays. Okay. It used to be, where is Horus? Now it's what hour is it? And hours and Horus are basically anagrams. That's all. We just moved the letter around. That's yeah. all we basically did. The sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun. The two fingers up are actually an ancient comedic peace sign. I mean, an ancient Egyptian peace sign. The separate separate sign is the war sign. The British, the John Lennon peace sign. The victory. That's the British victory war sign. Yeah. Okay. This is an ancient peace sign. So whenever you see Baphomet or Satan or Lucifer or yeah. Jesus, they're all doing the same thing. It's because they're coming in peace. Then the white Jesus picture is actually a guy named Caesar Borgia, who was the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI. See, what happened was Pope Alexander VI reigned in the mid-1500s. And right yeah. around that time, the printing press came out. Yeah. Okay. Not exactly a nice guy, if you ever look in the history. <laughs> no, not exactly a nice guy. He, he basically bought his way into the papacy. Yeah. And he had children. And one of them was Caesar Borgia. And if you Google pictures of Caesar Borgia, uh, you can literally see that it's literally the same face. So his father decreed that his son will be the face of Jesus. And because we had the printing press now, it became widely accessible to people to actually become getting yeah. used to this white Jesus picture. The crown of thorns wrapped around the heart represent the sun's rays. Okay, now Jesus was crucified with a crown of thorns. Okay, Jesus is the sun and the crown of thorns. The way they jut out is the rays of the sun. Okay. And the heart being outside the body, that represents the human torus field, the toroidal field. Yeah. Each one of us have a, a six-foot jutting toroidal field outside our body. That's why when someone comes up behind you, you almost always know it's because they broke your toroidal field and your hearts yeah. are communicating with one another. Yeah. And anyone who has taken any kind of self-defense classes, they, they teach that in, in order to get in tune with your, you know, what they call the the instincts when you kind of feel like you're about ready to be attacked, it's because somebody is coming up behind you and they're interrupting that. Yep. So while you're not conscious of it, you know that something is about to happen. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's why the elites are trying to keep you six feet apart during this pandemic right now. Yeah. Coincidence. I think not. <laughs> yeah. It's avoiding, uh, you know, contact with one another. Um, if you're with somebody within six feet, you know, your, your hearts are, yeah, you're starting you're starting to vibe as we, yeah. as we like to call it yeah so. So that's what it is yeah that's what meditation basically is you get a bunch of people in a small set of group um and then you pray and then it affects the greater consciousness yep they actually did a study on this they brought um <clears throat> they brought a bunch of buddhist monks in they flew them into washington dc to a hotel and they had them just meditate for the weekend okay like thousands of them Okay, they wanted to see what happened. And what they ended up finding out was that particular weekend that they did this, the crime in DC went down 30%. Hmm. Interesting. So there, yeah, so there's a direct connection to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but now, if I were to start going into biblical phrases, you've heard of the phrase, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it, but you've heard of the phrase pride comes before the fall, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what we tell our kids when they're, you know, being a little bit boastful and they're running around the baseball field or whatever. And it's like, no, calm down. The game isn't over yet. And then we'll lay out the pride goeth before the fall thing. So. Right. So pride goes before the fall. However, a group of lions is called a pride. 
Yeah. Okay. The group of lions is called the pride. Pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. Leo is in July and August. That comes before the fall. Yep. Very okay. true. So that's how that's how this kind of astrology is encoded into this. Another one, uh, Micah five two. But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. So they're saying Micah, my namesake, actually, the uh, the prophet Micah is saying that the savior is going to come from Bethlehem. But Bethlehem is a combination of two words in Hebrew. It's bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. So it's the house of bread. And as I show you on the yeah. left here, the house of bread is Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk. Yeah. Each zodiac sign, you're a cancer, so you're in the house of cancer. Each zodiac sign is called a house. Okay. So the house of bread is Virgo. The virgin. So when he says that the savior will come from Bethlehem, he's literally metaphorically saying that the son, the, uh, the savior will come from a virgin. Hmm. And they also had this uh, same type of character in the book of Daniel, if I'm not mistaken. In what section? Uh, I just remember it was kind of the book of Daniel. I haven't read the Bible since I was in my early twenties. So <laughs> yeah, I just want to say they had like this, uh, character that go, that uh, was born of a virgin was going around doing miracles and stuff and so some scholars were positing that well, maybe it, the, 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 the the gods are the gods always have to be born of a virgin because that's that's the ver that's yeah. the sign in the zodiac the sign is virgo uh, the man's sign is aquarius okay and the woman is virgo okay in the in the zodiac that's the man and the woman yep and it's it's blasted into the heavens for us to decode as we see this. So I've, uh, I've given you basically the keys to like, to see how things are encoded. I've told you what keywords to look for. Yeah. So I'm going to read you a passage and I've highlighted the words already, but basically just count along with. Okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't highlight it. Okay. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky grounds. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. Oh, man, that one's just filled. <laughs> I think I lost count at about 10. Exactly. But there's two that I haven't gotten into. So you you picked up on olive oil, lamb, yeah, honey, oats, yeah. ram. Well, the honey thing, I have to explain. The honey thing, in your sign, cancer. You're a cancer, right? In your yep. sign. There's a group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. Ah, okay. yeah. It, okay. It's, a, it's an asterism. It's a, it's a closely knit group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. Okay, so that's where you get your honey from, is in the sign of cancer. He gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. That comes from the Milky Way galaxy. Mm. Makes sense? Now, the center of the Milky Way galaxy is in Sagittarius. Yeah. Okay, so those are that's basically half the zodiac. From cancer to Sagittarius is your land of milk and honey that they always talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah, the whole passage is just filled. That's it crazy. Is. Yeah, it is. Now the Mount of Olives. Oh boy, more symbolism. Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover so he could teach them a few more things, pray, then wait for Judas to betray him. While walking mm -hmm. to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. Okay, now I'm going to explain this to you. Passover takes place in Aries. 
because this is how we're going to start decoding things. Okay. It gets a little more complicated here. Picture the Zodiac wheel. Passover takes place in Aries. We're right after that. He walks over to the Mount of Olives. Okay. Olives are in Libra. So to go from Aries to Libra, you just go across the Zodiac. They're opposing signs. So whenever a passage is talking and then another passage comes up, they're always either talking about the next sign over or their opposing sign. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. They'll never, you're like, you're a cancer. They'll never talk about cancer and then talk about Taurus. It'll never be like the honey and the bull. They'll never talk about that. Okay. It's always going to be like, it's always going to be like war and love. And the reason it's always war and love or war and peace is because Aries is the, 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 the God of, I'm sorry, the ruling planet of Aries is Mars. Who's the God of war, right? The ruling planet of its opposing sign Libra is Venus. Who's the goddess of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So olives are in Libra. They're in Libra and they're waiting for Judas to betray him, which happens in the very next sign, Scorpio. Okay. And while he was in Libra, he gave the parable of the true vine or vineyard or wine press, which is Libra. It's all grape stuff. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Picking up then, what you're laying down. Okay. <laughs> then in Revelation, we got the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like every single word in that one. Yeah. The first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. The second was like an ox. That's Taurus. The third face like a man. That's Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. <clears throat> in astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly crawling creature. Must like Much like God uh, cursed the snake to crawl on its belly. Yeah. It's the lowest form of life on Earth as a punishment. The scorpion is the lowest form of life on Earth. However, it's evolved form in in astrology is the eagle which is the highest flying form on earth yeah okay the eagle soars above everything and that's evolved form is the phoenix and what is the story of the phoenix but this flaming ball a metaphorical animal just like the sun yeah that basically dies and it's reborn from its ashes just like the sun metaphorically dies december 21st and comes back to life december 25th so you have Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. They're dead mm. center in their in their uh, season. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it comes to mind when you say that. That's the Mexican flag, where they have the falcon and the snake in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's all symbolism about this. This is this is the key to everything. Yeah. Okay. This is the key to everything. Now. The, 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 when they're talking about Jesus and his cross, the cross of God's son, S-U-N, is basically this. You, you draw a line from the solstices to the equinox. Yeah. Okay? And it forms a perfect cross through the zodiac. That's the cross of God's son. That's the cross that Jesus bears, uh, that he lives and dies on. Okay? Yeah. Because that's what the son does. The son lives and dies and then is reborn. And we celebrate all of that shit. Revelation 12. You heard of the woman with the dragon? Uh, yeah, what was it? She was going to be named Babylon the, or the whore of Babylon or something like that. No, this is the great. This is the pregnant one. All right. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see the it. moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. It's important to know that there are people out there that take this literally, that think there's going to be a giant pregnant woman in the sky uh, yeah, and a dragon's yeah. going to attack her. Yeah, I, I, I've met him. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you're in Louisiana. I'm sure you have. <laughs> oh yeah, there's yeah, the lot lots of uh, literal <laughs> translation of this. Right, but watch how watch how this comes out. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. It's a metaphor. They're yeah. talking about the sun being in Virgo. Okay. Now there's twelve signs of the zodiac. The sun spends two hours in each sign. That gives us a twenty-four hour clock. Okay. Right. Okay. So when you're talking about the sun in Virgo, that's roughly about four p.m. Okay, that's when the sun is in Virgo. Now, when the sun is in Virgo, the moon is going to be at her feet because when the sun is out, the moon is down. And when the moon is down, the sun is up. Make sense? Yep. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The constellation Draco on the left is the dragon. I'm sure you've heard of the constellation Draco. Oh, yeah. It's, its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the sign. Or metaphorically, one third of the stars out of the sky. Yeah. So when they say flung them to earth, it's just a metaphor for this. Yeah. So I've given examples of astrotheology in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Well, I really just did Revelation, but I could do a million of them. Uh, it, I've been accused of cherry picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. Let's take a much longer passage and see if we can decode it as well. This is the book of Job. Are you familiar with the book of Job? Yeah, I got uh, swallowed by the whale because... Uh, no, that's Jonah. That's Jonah. Oh, Jonah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so this would be, uh, let me see, the uh, the test of Lucifer to see if they could uh, turn him. Exactly. So explain yeah. it to your listeners real quick what who Job was and, and what the story is. Okay, so the, the story best to my recollection is that uh, Job was this uh, pious, man, pious man and Satan wanted to see if he could turn a religious man evil uh, by hounding him uh, day and night. And uh, God let it happen. At least that was the way I, I understood it. Right. And he, he only gave him one commandment. He says you could take away. Basically, he had livestock. He had money. He had family. He had everything. Right. And God let Satan take away everything, but he didn't let him take his life. So at one point, Job just he's beside himself and he calls out to God to um, basically he just calls out to God. And what I'm going to read you is God's response to him. So first God says, can you, the very first thing that he says is, can you lead forth the Maseroth? Now the Maseroth is literally the Zodiac. It literally means the Zodiac. So he's asking him, do you know your Zodiac? Maseroth over time becomes Mazelot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, right. which means good fortune from the stars. And you know how old Mazel Tov is as a word. So you can imagine how old Maseroth was. It's important to know the book of Job is actually older than the book of Genesis. Yeah. Okay, it's the first book in the Bible. So what's the Lord's challenge to Job? He says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? So those are obvious star references, metaphors, of course. Right. Loosen the belt and bind the chains. Uh, in the Pleiades, you actually have what's known as the Seven Sisters, which is uh, the seven stars of the Pleiades. They're called the Seven Sisters. So can, he says, can you bring forth the constellation in their season or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellation are the zodiac above, and the bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Yeah. And he says, who can tip over the water jars of heaven? Uh, obvious, Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger for the lions? It's Leo. Yeah. Who provides food from the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Mriga, meaning deer, and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? Acellus borealis, meaning donkey, and is located in Cancer. 
Okay. Yeah. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille or Althaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side along with the flashing spear and the lance. So here they conflate the word spear with uh, a bow and arrow. I told you that it would be translated. Now there's two important murders that happen in the Bible or the two most important murders in the Bible that directly have to do with the spear. Okay. Now remember the spear is conflated with Sagittarius where there's death. Okay. Now it's important to know that, um, whatchamacallit, you have two deaths. You have the death of Jesus. That's one of them where he's hit with the spear of destiny to his side at the end, right? To check if he's dead. Yep. Right. And then you have Cain and Abel, the first murder. Well, Cain beat Abel with a rock and then buried him. Cain in Hebrew literally means spear. Okay. So there's no death before Cain. Okay. Cain, that was the first murder. Mm, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to think what the other, uh, thing with the spear was and then i was thinking cain and abel but then i was like no he killed him with the rock there was no there was no <laughs> well cain cain translates to spear and you can right. you, you can look that up so then he says does the eagle sort your command and build its nest on high that's aquila which is the latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator finally he says can you pull in levethian with a fish hook and you know levethian the ancient fish god mm-hmm. right so yeah that's pisces the fish Yeah, you're definitely building the case here. Yeah, think? I think you could probably just flip to any page and find something. Well, that's what I basically do. Yeah. It's just there's so many examples that it's easier to just give a handful. But it doesn't stop there. It's not just this. It goes into the New Testament too, okay? We can look at something like the book of Matthew, yeah. Go through it line by line and I'll show you how it works. So how is Jesus able to heal the blind? Well, we're talking about the son. Yeah. Of God, the S-O-N, Jesus the flesh. Okay, the man comes up to Jesus, Jesus touches his eyes with his fingers, and suddenly he can see. However, if you're talking about the sun, when the sun goes down, you can't see. And then when the sun comes up and touches your eyes, suddenly you have sight again. Yeah. Okay, how he walked on water. You ever see a sunset on a lake before? Oh yeah, this the the mirage is kind of dancing a little bit. Yeah, yep. That's how that's how the sun walks on water. How he turned water into wine. So in the reason that God is considered a man and Earth is considered a woman, Mother Earth, right? Is because it's God's sacred fluid. It's His rain. In Hebrew, it's called shemen. It's the sacred fluid. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get the word semen from it. Yeah. What happens is, <clears throat> um, God's sacred fluid comes down on Earth, and then in Taurus you plant, and then Taurus is also you know April showers bring May flowers. That's Taurus. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is everything grows and grows and grows, and then you get the grapes in, in September, and then you press them and you turn. That's how you turn God's water into wine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Why, why he had 12 disciples? We went over that. Why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas? We went over that. Why he was dead for three days? We went over that. Why is his birthday on December 25th? We went over that too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and some of this, like now that you're going through it, it's a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> it's like, how, how did you miss this before type of thing? It, it really makes sense when you think about it like this. Yeah. So we're going to start going through the book of Matthew and I'm going to show you how this works. I'm just, I'm doing one gospel. And the reason I picked Matthew is because it was the first one. Yeah. Okay. No, for no other reason. So Matthew 3, 2, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Well, the kingdom of heaven, I told you, is in Leo and the sun is in Leo. Right. Okay. Now, each each um, gospel starts at one of the major points in the in the zodiac, which is the solstices or the equinox. And the closest major point to Leo for the kingdom of heaven is near is June 21st in Cancer, which I've highlighted here. Yep. Okay. So you see how that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> then this is the firmament between Cancer and Leo. It's the beginning of the kingdom. There's a saying in the Bible that says the firmament shows God's handiwork. So the firmament are the dividing lines between signs. Some people call them handover dates. Some people call them cusp. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what it is. It separates the signs. You know, yeah, I was born on June 27th, and I, I've been referred to as a, a cusper before. So, Right. Right. So basically, now the next passage, 3-4, John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. Mm. If we take the most famous drawing of a man, Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian Man, and superimpose it onto the Zodiac, we can make sense of this. Yeah. Cancer being the head is why he eats the wild honey. In Cancer, there's a star cluster called the Beehive Cluster. So the head's in Cancer, the Beehive Cluster's there. That's why his mouth, which is in the head, is in Cancer, eats the honey. Right. A little lower down on the body in Gemini, the body's clothes are made out of camel hair, or camelopardalis, which is a constellation in Gemini. Mm. Okay? Moving a little lower on the body, you get his midsection. As I've, I, You can look at the pictures to the left, too, because I've, I've, I've given pictures to show so a little lower you see that line right there to his midsection yeah okay so uh is where he would wear the belt well he wears a leather belt okay well leather is the female cow i mean is the female cow that's where the leather comes from yeah right and uh that's taurus okay yeah. which is where it is and regarding the belt part okay so we have the leather but regarding the belt orion's belt sits between taurus and gemini hmm. okay so okay next, yeah next would be the baptism so how are we going to go from the beginning of leo to a water sign to signify the baptism. You'd go across the zodiac. Cross signs, as I've previously exampled, or, no, or as I previously explained, are the signs of opposite location. So, for example, Aries and Libra are cross signs. Yeah. So here we see how it makes a leap from one firmament to the other. The man with the water pitcher in Aquarius is personified as John the Baptist with the water. It's yeah. important to note, too, that John the Baptist and Jesus are always exactly six months apart. When you think about the fact that Jesus is born on December 25th and rises a degree a day, then that must mean that John the Baptist is born on June 24th and decreases a degree a day. This is why in John 3.30, John says he must increase, but I must decrease. And it's also why St. John's Day is exactly six months to the day of the birthday of Jesus. See, they celebrate St. John's Day on June 24th. Yeah. Okay, so the next story is the temptation of Jesus. So we're going back to the Cancer Leo firmament of July 24th. This is simple because he's tempted for 40 days. It's always 40 days. Well, what's 40 days from July 24th? That's all yeah. you got to do is count it out. You yeah, September 2nd, yeah. which is right balls deep in the middle of Virgo. 
Okay. Now watch yep. what happens. Where I go the wheat. What does the devil say? Matthew 4, 3. If you were the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Here we see the mention of the bread, which tells you that the son is in Virgo. There's another section in the Bible where Jesus feeds the masses with two fish and five loaves of bread. The two fish are the sign of Pisces, literally. And its cross sign, which I already mentioned, is prevalent in the Bible. Virgo is the bread. So that's why he feeds with the fish and the bread, because they're opposing signs. Yeah. So the next passage, Matthew 5, 17 and 22, he says, I did not come to abolish the law. And if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. This takes place in the firmament of Virgo and Libra. When you are in the firmament, you can talk about things on either side. So if I'm in the firmament, like right there, I have it circled between Cancer and Leo. You know, you can make a passage about a lion, a cub, uh, a lioness. Or you could talk about like bees or honey. honey yeah. Cancer. Okay. That's how this works. When you're specifically in a sign, you can only talk about that sign. But when you're in the middle of it, you can kind of go back and forth. Okay. So this takes place in the uh, in uh, Virgo Libra firmament. It can be used on either side. This could be used to talk about bread or, or to talk about now law and judgment. Okay. That's one yep. of the Libra, the scales of law who judges the sun before it's descent into fall and winter. Matthew 7, 9, 10. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Once again, this being the firmament between Virgo and Libra, it is switched back to Virgo. <clears throat> yeah. Then Matthew 7, 15, 16. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. And can you pick grapes from the thorn bushes? Those are the two passages. Well, the sheep are ram in Aries and the grapes are in Libra. Once again, they're opposing signs. Matthew 13, later the same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. The story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces is right beside the lake. So basically, it just walks down the zodiac line. Right, okay. yeah. It goes from Libra, and it just continues, and it walks down, and it walks down until it gets to the border. Okay? As it's across from Virgo, okay, the wheat stalk, the grains, isn't it ironic that the next parable are the wheat and the weeds, the mustard, mustard seed. Yeah. Moving right along, the next is the fishing net parable. So now we go back across to Aquarius and Pisces. Hmm. Okay. Then Gemini is the sign of two men. And you can see how it just basically walks along the Zodiac wheel and stops in Gemini. Technically twins. However, there's just a short mention of brothers in the next passage. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. This ends in the firmament of Gemini and Cancer. How do we know this? Because the firmament of Gemini and Cancer's cross sign is the firmament of Sagittarius and Capricorn's cross sign, which is December 21st, which is the death. So what comes next? This is the death of John the Baptist. Okay? Yeah. All right. So Matthew 14, 17, 32. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. So we went over that. Then this is the cross of God's son that I mentioned before. This is what it looks like when you when you connect the solstices and the equinox. It's the perfect cross. Yeah. Okay. So we were just in Virgo, and now the next is Libra, which is law and wine. Remember? Yeah. What stories do we get now? The story of the temple tax, the unforgiving debtor, divorce and marriage, and the parable of the vineyard worker. All have to do with Libra. Okay, you have your judgment, you have your law, you have your stories there, you have the vines, the, the vineyard, the, 
Then next, after you leave Libra, you go into Scorpio, which the next sign is Scorpio. This is where Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. Yeah. And then here's Judas in the next sign over, crucified on the cross. Okay? And that's the book of Matthew. Yeah. I mean, it all seems to fit. Once you explained it, so... Yeah, so I, I truly think I, I, you could probably just flip to any page and find something. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's some wild stuff. Uh, while you were sitting there talking, because I know all of these stories didn't originate there in the Holy Land. Uh, some of them were just kind of uh, you know borrowed from other cultures. So like the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh, and then you get the story of Noah's Ark. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering if the same thing could be applied to like the Greek gods or the Roman gods as well. As I, would have to, I would have to look into that, but to be perfectly honest with you, I the reason I brought up the Enuma Elish before is because that's the Babylonian creation story. It has nothing to do with any of the Holy Gospels or the Holy yeah, Text. Yeah, okay. Nothing to do with it, but I've decoded the Enuma Elish with this, and it's, there's a ton of astrology in it too. It oh, yeah. seems that all the ancient, like, the ancient books that were just held in reverence all have this code written into them. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense because at night when you're looking up into the sky and there's no light pollution, you've got yourself a wild light show going on. Right. Right above you. So I could understand why ancient man would sit there and look up at that and just uh, begin to start writing. Right. It's wild. Yeah, if anybody hasn't looked up into the sky without light pollution, I mean, you're you're missing, <laughs> you're missing a, a a great show. Absolutely. So, what did you think? Uh, I mean, it it makes sense. It makes sense. I I don't want to like completely just cast it off as like ah, you know, yeah, he is cherry picking some stuff there. But I I was sitting there and I've you know, just kind of pulling up Bible verses here and there, just kind of seeing, and then you, you start to kind of, it's like, okay, yeah, there's the subtle nod right there. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely think you're onto something with that. And I was only thinking about Greek gods because sometimes uh, Zeus would come down as a bull or as an eagle and stuff like that. So it was like, might be something there too. Yeah. I'll have to take a look at that. But yeah, the, the whole thing with the, uh, the eagle and the snake, I know that's on the, the Mexican flag and, there's a whole bunch of books written about the, you know, the eagle being up high and the snake being down on the ground. And there, there's all kinds of symbolism to go with that. I know there's um, some other star constellation stuff to actually do with the United States. Cause you know, you have Virginia and Mary's land. <laughs> oh yeah. Virgin. I have that in my book. Washington yeah. DC is right between Virginia and Mary land. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like the Virgo. If you transpose it to earth, like she's literally pointing at Washington, DC. So So, yeah, I mean, all these kind of crazy coincidences all come up. And if you're looking at a street map of Washington, DC, like none of it makes sense. Like from a city planning point of view and uh, my day job is in uh, civil engineering. So like, if you look at the street map, just, it doesn't make sense. You got diagonal streets that cut through things. It's, it's a mess. Mm -hmm. It's done that way on purpose. Oh yeah. Yeah. It has to be, you know, and you're giving the things letters and you, 
trust me, folks, if you, if you get into the YouTube deep dive on that one, you're not going to come out for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all, uh, that's all very crazy. I'm just I'm now going to have to like go back and read the Bible again, I guess <laughs> <laughs> with this, uh, fresh understanding. So, I mean, how did you come about this? I mean, was it just something you just kind of noticed or? Well, I didn't invent this. I didn't invent this. I've just kind of been putting my own work out about it. No, oh, like, okay. The Bible verses, like the, the topic is astrotheology, and there's people who talk about astrotheology. Okay. But, but nobody really decodes the Bible verses. They just kind of see how it works, how yeah. astrotheology explains it, but they don't really go into it. They haven't done what I've done. Yeah. So maybe you kind of picked up from their, uh, from their left off point is because it seems to me like that maybe like you know even with the stuff with the bible code and everything else because the hebrew is also numbers mm -hmm. so there's some numerology going on there a lot of people just look and say well you know that's kind of a coincidence it's a little bit weird but then nobody actually spends any time and looks into it you know mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a uh if, you, if your brains haven't exploded yet folks yeah that was that was pretty great uh, uh are you doing anything else with this like coming out with any other uh books or presentations or videos of your own i've got six books five well four of them are out <clears throat> where the characters basically decode they're fiction it's a fiction series where the characters oh, okay decode, cool yeah where the characters decode this stuff and um very dan brown like yeah, I was just going to say the the whole uh, Illuminati uh, angels and demons and stuff like that. I, you know, I watched those movies and I was I, I found the stuff kind of fascinating. And then I was like, uh, like, OK, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> of course, that also takes off into the whole uh, song royale, the, the royal blood and everything else. So. Mm -hmm. So you got four books out there already, and here I am kicking myself just trying to get the one written. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they're all written. You know, the fifth one's coming out June fifteenth. Oh wow! Okay. So, you know, and if um, if anybody's interested in them, I'm on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mike Dank. You know, you can reach out to me if you want to go around Bezos. Like, I'm fine if you want to get them from Amazon, but if you want to, if you want to get them signed through me, like, just reach out to me on one of those platforms. Yeah, that, that'll definitely be uh, linked in the show notes for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'll make sure you get everything. Well, while we're at that, why don't you go ahead and uh, drop all your plugs then? Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At On Twitter, it's at Real Mr. Dank. And at, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, it's it's Micah Dank. And, uh, yeah, just reach out to me. Follow me. I run a Facebook group, too, called Micah Dank Into the Rabbit Hole series where I just post, you know, videos and things about nature that we that we're talking about here yeah and into the rabbit holes that definitely apropos <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so for me you definitely open up that rabbit hole i'm gonna have to go climb inside see what i can see <laughs> okay well, thanks micah for reaching out and uh coming on the show uh you know i've heard you on a couple of other podcasts and everything and uh so it's like this is Every once in a while, I like to do kind of like a strange episode where it's kind of outside the normal, you know, libertarian anarchist politics stuff. And, mm -hmm. and this definitely uh, hit that hit that spot. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. No problem, man. Take it easy. I'll, uh, we'll catch you around the timeline. Okay. All right. Take care. All right.
All right, and there he goes, folks. Micah Dank. That was uh, that was so crazy. I'm, I'm gonna have to actually go back and listen to this one uh, again, maybe at normal speed, since I listened to everything at two x. Uh, but yeah, don't worry. Uh, I'll have all that stuff down below in the show notes. And uh, I want to say uh, a big thank you to folks out there that have been uh, chipping in here and there. Uh, I was just checking it before getting on here with Micah to record, and you know, I sold a few shirts and uh, I got some studio lights in the mail today. So I'm like, uh, wow, people are, you know, chipping in here and there. So if you guys want to do that, I'm going to have all those links down below in the show notes, including my Amazon wish list for stuff like lights and recording equipment, trying to make the show a little bit better for everybody. Um, you know, things like this in the background, that all comes from, uh, comes from people like you out there that want to support. So if you guys want to check out the shirts and coffee mugs and everything, that's going to be rebel with the cause podcast forward slash merch table. And that's a uh, little callback to, uh, you know, the times when, you know, stand up comedians would come around and there was like a bazaar in the back of the in the comedy club where they had all their shirts and CDs and stuff. So, you know, we just called it the merch table. I'll sign stuff over there. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to do that, uh, you can also do that through uh, Patreon, Subscribestar, Float and Minds. You get uh, access to episodes like these brand new spanking and early before wide release for everybody else. So, guys. When you're listening to this, and it's going to be on Tuesday, uh, what day would that be? Tuesday, June the 1st. There you go. And uh, Childerberg will have already happened. It will have come and gone. You missed it if you weren't there. And uh, if you can remember it, you weren't actually there. Wink, wink. <laughs> but uh, all those episodes will be coming out as well because I plan on going there and recording everything. So... Uh, except for a car camp its face. Cause he's a little, little touchy about that. He's a handsome, he's a handsome guy. You, you would want to see his face, but I, I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, guys, take it easy. We'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of rebel with a cause. Out.